106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Well, they took my mugshot. It's a big, beautiful mugshot. Look at it. I call it the Mona Lisa of mugshots. It's incredible. Look at that. It's like my phone calls. It's a perfect mugshot. So perfect and so beautiful. You know, many people say that they have a good side and a bad side. I only have one side. It's called my great side. They got my great side with this mugshot. It's a beautiful picture of a very handsome guy with wonderful hair. Such a beautiful mugshot that... Hunter Biden may want to paint a picture of it and sell it for a lot of money to Russia, 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 or China, or even Ukraine. You know about it. Such a perfect, beautiful, highly respected mugshot. The greatest mugshot in the history of the world, believe me. When you believe in hoaxes perpetuated by the mainstream media. He really didn't win. He totally colluded with the Russians. He was using tear gas on people so that he could get a photo op with the Bible. Yeah, he built the cages at the border and he's just, I, Yeah, he was in Japan and he like totally tried to kill the koi fish by overfeeding them. Yeah, the laptop is not even real. It's Russian disinformation. Well, he mocks people with disabilities. So I was totally an insurrection. Were shots fired? I, I don't know. The border patrol agents were whipping people that were illegally crossing the border. He said that Nazis were fine people. I just can't. So there's this dossier that has all of this terrible information about him. And it's totally credible. He told people to drink bleach and inject it into their body. Can you believe that? I kind of miss George Bush. I never thought I'd say that. <laughs> Sounds like Shakespeare compared to these guys. I know the human being and fish can coexist peacefully. It was brilliant. So much has changed since Bush. When we had Bush, there was, I believe, something roughly around two genders, and now there's a couple thousand. I would have loved to watch Bush have to relate to this stuff, right? The Marlboro cowboy guy, you know. I just want to say I support everybody. I support everybody within the LJ223, the four, the, no, no. Look, I respect the HGTVs. I'm down with OPP, you know me. The PB&Js, the BLTs, these are delicious people. My cousin's a translucent. Yeah. My aunt is a pandasexual. You know? I know some uh, gender fluid people. These people are wet, they're soaking wet. Did you see this contract? Rebuilding of Ukraine, $400 billion contract. BlackRock and Chase is helping rebuild Ukraine. And then, you know, okay, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but what the hell is going on here? Listen to this. So let me get this straight. I can go to the grocery store and buy a pound of sliced ham in a plastic bag, a loaf of bread in a plastic bag, a gallon of milk in a plastic jug, a pack of napkins in plastic wrap. A store-made salad in a plastic tub. Plastic bottles with ketchup or mustard. But they won't give me a plastic bag to carry it home in because the plastic bag is bad for the environment. Mm -hmm.
Good afternoon, this is Lou Benninger, your host for No Hostages Radio. This is our 235th episode to appear on September 30, 2023. Welcome. Uh, This is connected to a website called NoHostagesRadio.com where you could look at our former podcasts and articles we've written. You can also reach me at 713, let me start that over, 530, area code, 530-713-1838. That's the only phone number I use nowadays. You can text or call that number if you want to communicate with me. You could also send me an email at no hostage, excuse me, Lou, L-O-U, at nohostagesradio.com. Lou, L-O-U, at nohostagesradio.com. Just giving you the spelling there is uh, you don't need to spell it out after I did. Sometimes people spell it a variety of ways, but that's the name I was given, L-O-U. Uh, okay, uh, we also do a live show on Saturdays. The, this uh, podcast pops up on Saturday morning, and uh, you can also catch a live show starting at 10 in the morning, left coast time, ending at 1 in the afternoon called Live with Lou, and there's a Live with Lou Facebook site if you want to check that out, but you can listen to that. That's 1410 a.m. If you're out of the area and you want to listen on the internet, you can go to the website I've been quoting, nohostagesradio.com, and you can click on the Listen Live button at that time of the day and catch it there, or you could go on the live365.com, and go to radio, put in KMYC, and if it's at the appropriate time, I will be talking, if you care to do that. But I'm just giving you the full meal deal there. Uh, I want to mention, I just got a call today from a a fellow that had heard me talking about this on a previous show, and he wanted the information because everybody should have it. And so I pulled up this... uh, email site or email that I received from these from these ladies and uh, had a long talk with them. They're down in Texas. I'm over here on the left coast in Northern California, and they have had uh, controversy and trouble with the hospital system, and they created a way for you to preserve your rights and give you legal authority if you get hauled over to the hospital. And so uh, their name uh, is Laura Bartlett is one of them, and this other one is Greta Crawford. The unique thing about Greta is she was given five doses or five renditions or or whatever uh, cycles of remdesivir and lived to tell about it. And now she is a uh, stalwart opponent of the hospital system, what I call hostages of the hospital. So during the uh, the hospital. Uh, the, during COVID, the hospital system uh, declared their your rights, patient rights, as null and void, uh, as blessed by Anthony Fauci and those people. But now we're uh, we're seeing there's other ways around that. And so, without getting into all their details, I'm going to give you some websites to go look. It's very simple. You can do it yourself and accept uh, you'll need a notary at some point, but they'll, they'll explain there's actually videos, clips, and then they, they, you can download all the forms that you could have prepared. Now you don't want to have to start doing this 
when you begin to have an illness or if you get in a car crash or if you fall off the roof or something. Sometimes you think, well, I'll get it together when I start feeling bad. Well, a lot of times things are out of our control if we get T-boned at an intersection. So if you have someone close to you, someone, a friend or a loved one, that you can give this finished paperwork to that just uh, uh, brings it to the hospital and hands it out to the providers and then sends a certified copy to the hospital director, uh, you are starting at, at a different place than most people that go to the hospital. So I'm going to give you a couple websites. And the first one is, okay, where is it? It's really in small print here. Hospital Hostage Help dot com i'm going to give it to you again hospital hostage help all one word dot com hospital hostage help dot com the other website they dovetail together is our patient rights dot com one patient multiple rights so i'm going to say it again our not our our o u r patient rights dot com. Those two websites will give you uh, some audio, some visual, and some actually that you can download and print off the documents that you'll need, and then then you can take them to a notary and sign them. Take your ID with it with the paperwork, like your driver's license, or if you don't have a driver's license, you could take another form of ID and uh, go to a notary and have them witness you signing the documents. Okay. It's pretty simple. It's not like doing a will or anything like that. It all has to do with you going to the hospital and preserving your ability to reject or accept their, or their, uh, their, diagnosis and prescription of what they're going to give you during COVID. They, they did, uh, they took over that from you and your family and they shut your family out in many cases. And many folks died because remdesivir will kill you as well as a ventilator. If you happen to get something like the COVID thing. Okay. So I wanted to just give a shout out on that right from the beginning. The other thing I want you to do is if you're a Californian, this, by the way, works throughout the United States, what I just told you to do. The other thing is you can go to, in California, um, I want you to, uh, you don't have to be a member, but I'm encouraging every Californian to be a member of the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association. You simply go to hjta.org, hjta.org, and uh, you can... Uh, Pay online and you can become an annual member and that helps preserve um, our fight against taxes. We have that means you have a staff of people constantly looking over every bill that's offered in the state legislature and in any challenge of any of the uh, constitutional rights we have and to not let let the government take more of our money without our authorization. So uh, right now, because the voters in 2020 were deceived by the legislatures, uh, legislators, including uh, James Gallagher, our representative that claims to be a Republican, uh, they undermined Prop 13 and other propositions preserving 
our property from being reevaluated or reassessed and the taxes raised when we die and give our property to our loved ones. So uh, what happened is we lost those rights. And now the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association are attempting to put a ballot measure uh, for up for us to vote on in November of 2024. So to get that on the ballot, all you have to do is go to repealthedeathtax.com. Repealthedeathtax.com. And it will explain all the details. Right. Actually, if you do repeal the death tax, let me just see it one more on my computer. It may be all, 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 uh, uh, the death. I usually, I always double check these, but now I forgot what I put in because sometimes it just fixes it for you. Okay. So if you put in repeal the death tax, uh, let me see if I do it .org if it comes up different. Repeal the death tax .org. Okay, we'll see what it does. So repeal the death tax. You can go to Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association, which is easy, hjta.org, and then it will have it on their website. That's where this is. And you, what you want to do is you can download that, print it off, and mail it in. You sign it and mail it in, and that's your signature to put it on the ballot. So um, that's, what, that's what I would do. The way this is laid out, it says... Uh, Another another way to do it is reinstate 58.hjta.org. Reinstate 58.hjta.org. That's another way to get to it. And it pops right up. It says, now available. Download the official legal petition to put the repeal the death tax initiative on the uh, November 2024 ballot. And it tells you all about it. Tells you about it. Explains it how to volunteer, how to sign it. Very, very simple. So uh, please do that. We need a, a million signatures because some of the signatures that you put down will, will not be accurate. You'll either misspell your own name. You won't put it down as the way you register to vote. Something will be goofy and they will kick it. So we always have extra signatures. Uh, we want to get extra signatures submitted. And uh, let me just see. Let me just try this one more. Okay. Just didn't want to do it the way I did it. So anyway, that, that will take you if you do reinstate 58.hjta.org. You can download, and I think there's a couple of signatures on each petition. So if you have someone living in the house with you, you could you could both sign on that same petition. If you have four or five people, you could just make a copy, some copies of that petition, and then you could send them all in in the same envelope uh, and get it going on. So uh, please do that. Please, please, please. You're actually going to make a lot of money or save a lot of money uh, 
depending on who you are, if, if you're the uh, owner of the property, you're going to spare your heirs. You know, a lot of people never prepare for death. They never get a will. They never do this. They never do that. And so what happens, they cause their relatives that they're leaving things to a lot of grief. They fight over stuff because it's not well spelled out. The government wants a big cut of the action. And in this case, they're going to get a fantastic amount of money, so much money that your relatives may have to sell your property just to pay off the taxes. So it's very serious. And I'm just uh, challenging you to get it on here. So I'm looking at it. Uh, repeal the death tax tells it's very simple just follow the instructions please and get the job done and tell your neighbors the same thing and they can it doesn't matter whether they own property or not as long as they're registered to vote they can uh, get this on the ballot even i tell people even if you don't understand it totally uh but you get the basic idea get it on the ballot then Keep studying and then vote however you want. If you want to decide to vote against it later, fine. But I don't think you're going to because it's really going to help your family. If you care about your kids, if you care about your grandkids, it's going to make a big difference. So, okay, let me get back over here to where I'm supposed to be. So I told you about those two things. We're off to a strong start. I got some other things to talk to you about, things to do. This this podcast is not about just something to tickle your ear. Uh, I'm I'm really wanting you to do something. I'm going to tell you a story. A lot of people think that we just happened to have this terrible thing called COVID. It was kind of serendipitous situation, a coincidence. There was nothing coincidental about it. Uh, it was a planned uh, takeover of the the entire world. Uh, they they took you know every year that I've been alive and and fairly uh, conscious of what's going on around me. Uh, people have gotten sick every year. They get colds. They might get multiple. I know some people get multiple colds a year. Sometimes they get the flu. They get this, that, and the other thing. Nobody thought anything about it. People just went to the doctor. They went and bought some orange juice. They got some vitamin C. They got vitamin D. They they took care of themselves. They had chicken soup. They had these prescriptions on how to get well and how to feel better and get back to work. What, what these uh, criminals did, they are criminals. They're, they're intellectual. Uh, uh, they're a different type of criminal that, say, is going to boost your bicycle or your motorbike or your uh, car or do a home invasion or a different type of criminal. They're more sophisticated, but they're mo even more evil. And these people wanted to destroy most of the people on the earth. And they wanted the people to actually do it to, do it to themselves through a f form of suicide by being complicit to injecting things into their body. This was all planned. It's been worked on for decades. They were in no hurry because they knew they could buffalo everybody and snooker everybody when they got the media and everybody on board. We have a local health officials, the local supervisors, all were involved in what we call eugenics. You know what a eugenics is? That means a belief that all the population shouldn't be here, that certain segments of the population should be eliminated. It's kind of like your lawn. I have a lawn. I don't like weeds in my lawn. So I try to keep the weeds out of my lawn. That's the idea of eugenics, keep the weeds out of society. And so the, the people like behind everything, running the world governments, are considering you a weed. And it um, doesn't matter, matter how nice you are, whether you go to church or not, they consider you a weed and they're treating you like a weed or a, a vermin or a pest. And they're trying to eliminate you. Now, I wanted to tell, tell you the story about the Rockefellers today. 
And um, this is quite a story, but I, it, it gives perspective like, oh, my goodness, life goes on. And then all of a sudden uh, we have this thing called COVID and we fought COVID for three years. And now all of a sudden they're talking about COVID for the rest of our lives. Right. This is not an accident. This isn't a mistake. This isn't somebody got confused. This is all planned. And it, until you understand how it is planned, you live in confusion and you constantly get monkeyed around. So this guy wrote this article, said how Rockefeller monopolized medicine and created big pharma. So uh, the Rockefellers, uh, John D. Rockefeller was the one that became fantastically rich. His father was a criminal. His father was a, uh, a ripoff, a charlatan, a hustler. And they moved the family constantly. But uh, John D. Rockefeller, born in, to this criminal, his father, in 1839, would go on to become one of the great robber barons and industrial tycoons of American history. Now, that's two things, kind of oil and water there. A robber baron and an industrial tycoon. Uh, so sometimes we think of industrial tycoons as people just trying to make an honest living and they got really successful. But there's also, uh, they're connected at the hip here. By the turn of the 20th century, John D. Rockefeller controlled 90% of the oil refineries in the United States through his company called Standard Oil, becoming in the process America's first billionaire. Of course, in 1911, Standard Oil was ruled by the U.S. Supreme Court to be an illegal monopoly in violation of antitrust laws and forced, they forced it to break up. Like his father, the criminal, John D. Rockefeller had built his success on illegality, cons, and scams. Still, this was not enough for Rockefeller. He wanted even more. At the time, chemicals uh, made from oil, known as petrochemicals, were being discovered and developed in the U.S. This included the discovery that pharmaceutical drugs could actually be made from oil, which Rockefeller saw as a huge opportunity to expand his empire. The key for him was, was that petrochemicals, unlike natural health remedies, could be patented, presenting an enormous opportunity for Rockefeller profits. In other words, if you patent an invention, you get all the, the revenue from that for a period of years. So there was one problem. And the problem was, if you ever travel to other countries you'll notice that they have different types of medications many times. They'll have like natural remedies or herbal remedies or traditional medicines. Well, America at that time uh, was uh, medicated by natural, traditional medicines. They were very popular in the United States. And uh, half the doctors and medical colleges in the country were using holistic medicine, natural remedies, and knowledge taken from the indigenous Native Americans. In other words, the people that have been living here for hundreds of years, they shared, hey, this plant, this this uh, drink, this uh, poultice, this, that, will fix that. If you have this, this will fix that. They knew that. If you ever read any of these herbalist books, I have some. You wonder, I wonder who ever figured that out. That's amazing because it does work. Well, Rockefeller had a problem. He wanted to convert all these, all the medicine he wanted to discount or uh, put a bad name on all the natural remedies, all the holistic remedies to push everybody to use synthetic 
medicines. He needed a way to eliminate a competition to create a monopoly in medicine as he has done with oil. So I'm going to be right back to give you the second part or the rest of this story in the next segment or two. I think you need to hear the whole thing. So I'm going to I'm going to prepare you for the future. Counterculture is now aware of false flags, operations that are executed by the powers that be and blamed on someone else are now being called out in real time on social media platforms. Despite all the censorship, it's becoming popular. And if the powers that be can no longer trick us, then they will try and hurt us. According to the scientific data, nearly all humans have a certain degree of psychic awareness, and some of us become acutely aware of it. The term remote viewing was coined by the U.S. Department of Defense when they began training people in this field. It is the art of viewing an unknown target at any distance within the mind's eye and retrieving accurate data. To refine this data, remote viewers work together as a team and look for redundant data. When we look at remote viewing data, if one person says something, you know, that's interesting. If two describe the same thing, that's a little more weight when three or four describe the same thing. We pretty much take that to the bank. Remote viewing teams such as the Future Forecasting Group work with a double blind protocol. This means that they do not know where or what the target is. The information they are given is an arbitrarily designated number, such as A9I5-Q7K4. As they blindly view the target in a meditative state of focus, imagery is flashed in the mind and immediately sketched out and collected. The Future Forecasting Group has been successful at predicting the Panama Canal incident, the destruction of the Kokovka Dam in Ukraine, the Halloween stampede in South Korea, police violence at the Canadian trucker protest, and many others, which can all be found at futureforecastinggroup.com. The Future Forecasting Group was recently assigned the target of the next financial crisis, but the entire team was all distracted by overpowering images of a catastrophic event. They all saw the same thing, massive explosions with multiple points of impact, small particles and debris falling from the sky, people sick with cesium, which is the most dangerous of all radioactive isotopes used in dirty bomb scenarios. They saw police checkpoints, people seeking shelter underground, and an exodus of sad-looking people. Remote viewing goes back in the written record for millennia and has been repeated in the current scientific record for decades. According to this body of work, most people are able to do this. And this is why Cliff High's predictive linguistics program works. By reading the entirety of human language across the World Wide Web, the program will list repeated words and phrases in all languages, creating a macroscopic view of what everyone is talking about. So if all humans are psychic, whether they know it or not, then you would see it in the collective chatter, especially for traumatic events. The bigger the trauma, the more people would be emoting their anxiety online. And key words can be found, such as the word ejecta, which has been showing up in Cliff High's work, which shows the same event. My data 
had, has very rarely had this particular set of words show up in it. And one of it was ejecta. Ejecta. As though ejecta. And, and that was in our remote viewing data. Like, yeah. Predictive linguistics reveals a time frame of when a big event happens at the point in time when the tension language ends and the release language begins. The tension language is the psychic awareness before an event, and the release language is the event itself as everyone is made aware. Based on this, Cliff High sees this event happening near the end of the year. Both the predictive linguistics and the future forecasting group saw that this was a decision that was made by some faction of government, and they propose that if enough eyes are on the powers that be, that maybe it will never happen. We are in this period of time that I call uncertainty, okay? Mm -hmm. And throughout, so from here to the event is an uncertain period of time in which we will feel uncertainty as we move towards this event. But I'm of the opinion that we can do things now that will alter the potential future that would arise. And so people out there, if we, I'm of the opinion that if we got enough people to talk about this and know about this, it would make uh, both of us into bullshitters because it wouldn't happen. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Standing there, two colors in her hand. Which color do you like, this one or this one? I like that one. I like this one. All right, well, get that one. I want to know what you like. No, you don't. Yeah, which one do you like? You want to know which one I like, honey? I like the one that'll get us out of here. That's what I like. I went down to the river And I took a look around There were old men's All right. Well, I, I was listening to a clip uh, today, uh, actually news from Oakland, California, and Oakland, California residents, because of the, the the police cannot keep the robbers and thieves uh, away from their houses and and hijacking people and breaking their car windows, they're actually hiring their own uh, security forces as well as putting cameras up in their own neighborhood to record all the license plates going through their neighborhood. Is that amazing? Right? This happened in Oakland. I just saw it today. I thought about playing the clip, but I thought, ah, forget about it. I'll just talk about it because it fits in because we we promote elite universal security. And I'm telling you, uh, the there there's lawlessness in the nation, and people no longer are taking care of their own business and disciplining themselves, and they're no longer honorable uh, to the Judeo-Christian ethic that you don't steal from people or hurt people. And so we need more and more authority to keep putting it down. So Elite Universal Security can help you, whether it's at your home, your business, your farm. Right now I see big, huge piles of walnuts out in the fields. Uh, they're getting ready to be going to market. People steal whole trailer loads of walnuts. So Elite Universal Security can help you with your problems of security, and you can call them at 530-749-0280, 530-749-0280. They don't all, 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 uh, 
they don't uh, only do that. They also can help your retail establishments where people are panhandling and intimidating people coming in. They can help you use technology on how to secure your residence. They can help you learn how to handle a gun, how to handle chemicals when people are trying to give you a hard time. And, uh, and they're also looking for helpers. They got so much business right now, all the way to the Oregon border. So if you're listening to my show and you're up there in some other county, Siskiyou, Shasta County, way up in the boondocks of Northern California, they may be up there. So call them if you want a few hours work each week and they may be able to train you and take you on. I want, want to also mention, uh, Thrifty Rooter, if you if you have plumbing problems, which everybody does at some point in their life, right? It's like a haircut. Everybody's going to need a haircut sometime. So Thrifty Rooter's the same with plumbing. They simply put you back in business. So you think, you know, we just take for granted indoor plumbing. I do. And I just turn that water on, jump in the water, get all cleaned up, use the toilet, use the sink. I just love all, all those things until they don't work. And now, like I tell people, I surround myself with professionals, so one of them is Thrifty Rooter, and you can reach them at thriftyrooter.net on your computer or your phone, and you can check them out, and you can actually order their service right over the Internet instead of dial them up if you if you prefer, thriftyrooter.net. They serve, serve Yuba, Sutter, Butte, Calusa, Nevada, and they even go up into Placer County in the city of Lincoln. So I know some of you listen up there to the north in, in uh, Lincoln area, etc., so you can also dial them up old school style at 530-673-8201, 673-8201. So if you'll remember, I'm going to tell you, when I tell you about the Rockefeller's manipulation of the medical industry uh, for their profit while people died, you're going to say, well, wow, that sounds awful similar uh, to what to what we just went through. So here we go. So they needed to get rid of natural, herbal, and traditional medicines. They needed to get rid of it. They needed to disparage these approaches, the holistic medicine, the natural remedies. And they needed to convince people that all those were just like uh, corrupt or foolishness or mythology. And they needed to say, they needed to come up with an idea that the medicines that they were creating and patenting, that they were the true good as gold medicine. So uh, John D. Rockefeller went to a guy named Andrew Carnegie. He's, he was another what they call robber baron who had gotten rich through his monopoly of the steel industry. And incidentally, one of the country's leading eugenists. Again, eugenists are uh, eugenicists are people that think some uh, strains of people are less uh, equipped to handle modern life or less evolved or they're more problem, or they, they're not as moral, or they're not as sophisticated, so they need to be eliminated. Blacks were one, minorities were another, all kinds of minorities. So John D. Rockefeller and Andrew Car- Carnegie shared that view. Together, the two men hatched a plan to take over American medicine. So here's what happened. From the cover, the, they, the Carnegie Foundation gave them cover because they did all kinds of philanthropic work. So they sent a guy named Abraham Flexner, remember that name, Flexner, very unique, around the country to report on 
to on its medical colleges and hospitals. He he was going to say this is America from the medical point of view. This is our hospitals. This is our colleges. After visiting all 155 medical schools existing at the time in the U.S. and Canada, he completed the seminal Flexner report. You can probably look it up and read it. It was it was written in 1910 or published. Following the directions of his employers, remember what's happening now is in medical science. Medical science has been corrupted, and they produce whatever the grantor is funding. They produce the results of what the grantor wants them to say. So Flexner called in, and what he said in his report, what do you think he said? He, he's going to say that all these other medical approaches, natural medicines, are hocus-pocus. So he said he called in his report for a total restructuring of the American medical system. For the pushing aside of natural and traditional remedies in favor of Rockefeller pharmaceuticals or petrochemicals. The the report even uh, specifically mentioned the eradication of dissidents. Now, what they do recently to doctors, they went out and tried to take away the licenses of dissident doctors. Doctors that had other remedies than what the government was saying. What was the government saying? They were saying whatever Big Pharma wanted them to say. Why did Big Pharma say that? Because they were making a lot of money off Remdesivir and the vents and all the other stuff. Almost immediately after the report was issued, medical schools teaching things like naturopathy, homeopathy, electromagnetic field therapy, and so on were told to drop those therapies or close their schools. More than half of all medical colleges in the United States of America at that time closed, and many non-compliant doctors were demonized and even sent to jail. Does that get your attention? Why did they close? Because they everybody withdrew funding because Rockefeller used the public, the media, to denigrate natural therapies and to say this is the wave of the future and we have a better drug. Both Rockefeller and Carnegie went even further. They offered huge grants to medical schools and hospitals so long as they only taught and practiced Rockefeller medicine and allowed Rockefeller agents on the boards of directors to ensure compliance. It was the carrot and the stick. Oh, by the way, who do you think is on the the boards of FDA and CDC? I'll tell you about that later. It was the carrot and the stick. Those who agreed got all kinds of money. Those who didn't did not get any money. In this way, all medical colleges in the country were streamlined and homogenized with doctors all learning the same, same, same. How to use and prescribe Rockefeller's patented drugs. You know, we wonder, how come our doctors don't know more about nutrition? How come our doctors don't know much about homeopathy? That's because they gutted it from the hospitals. So they they just let you get sick, and the money is not in staying well. The money is fixing you. So they just let everybody get good and sick. Then they had all these patented medications, supposedly. Said, but like any good monopolist, Rockefeller went further in seeking to consolidate control. He took over the American Medical Association and emboldened it as the gatekeeper of scientific thought and witch hunter of alternative medical practices in other words they're going to purge everything no raw milk no supplements no other practices like they're always on the health food industry they're attacking the health food industry right he took control of the federal 
uh, the Food and Drug Administration. So he's got the AMA, he's got the FDA, and he's got the CDC. And he did that in order to control the approval process for every drug. He even founded the American Cancer Society. Isn't this fascinating? He founded a society to cultivate the treatments of cancer. That started in 1913. Within a few short years, Rockefeller was in total control, 100% of the American medical system in both thought and action. The result of this takeover, the byproduct of this monopolist son of a con man and his eugenist partner, Carnegie, would become what we know today as Big Pharma. Big Pharma took over and monopolized American medicine, promoting their own patented profit-making products and suppressing everything else. Everything else became what? A conspiracy theory. Listen, folks, this is in the early 1900s. We're, we're midway through the 2000s now. What are they saying? Oh, everything else is a conspiracy theory. Everything we talk about, right? Oh, COVID. Oh, yeah, that's a conspiracy theory. Oh, this don't work. That doesn't work. This, they're dying from this. Oh, that's a conspiracy theory. The big pharma uh, promoted their own patented profit-making products of suppress and suppressing all others as conspiracy theories. And it was all recorded for everyone to see that they did just this in 1953. When came a report called the Fitzgerald Report, Benedict Fitzgerald. In the 1950s, U.S. Senator Charles Toby enlisted an investigator with the Interstate Commerce Commission named Benedict Fitzgerald to examine allegations of conspiracy and monopoly in medicine. That's exactly what was happening, and Charles Toby sniffed it out. Toby then became interested in the issue because his own son had, had was stricken with cancer and he was given less than two years to live by the Orthodox Rockefeller style medicine, co medical community. But what Toby did like any good parent, he looked for alternative solutions because modern medicine swung and missed big time. He found alternative treatments. This is a senator of the United States, Charles Toby, found alternative treatments and cured his son of cancer. So he began a quest on what's going on. How come these alternative treatments aren't available? We're asking the same exact questions in 2023 as Charles Toby asked in the 1950s. So the Fitzgerald report put out in, in 1953 was as this writer said, was shocking. It concluded that Big Pharma had been involved in a conspiracy of alarming proportions. First, it said, I'm quoting, the organized effort to hinder, suppress, and restrict the free flow of drugs, which allegedly proven successful in cases where clinical records, case history, pathological reports, and X-ray photographic proof, together with the alleged cured patients, are available. In other words, they put the kibosh on them. The same way with Fauci said, oh, there's no testing on hydroxychloroquine, no testing on ivermectin. It's horse medicine. All that was complete lies and propaganda. On top of that, the report said public and private funds have been thrown around like confetti at a country fair to close up and destroy clinics. Do you hear what I said? Money was spent to close up and destroy clinics 
hospitals, and research laboratories, which do not conform to the viewpoint of the medical associations in America. The report even noted that Big Pharma had conspired to suppress at least 12 promising cancer treatments, including mentioning uh, the Horxy, or excuse me, the Hoxie therapy by name. It was an unfathomable damning report making clear that the tentacles of Big Pharma conspiracy to suppress alternative medicine were simply everywhere in the United States. But as it turns out, the report did not go even far enough. Now, this is, I'm telling you, this is going to blow your mind out there. So you want, might want to make it, I'm not going to ask you to take a lot of notes. I'm just saying you can note <coughs> a word here and there and, and you can come back to it. Often, like, I must, let me preface it by saying this. Everybody in my family has, if they've died, they've died of cancer. I've seen chemotherapy up close. I've seen radiation up close, etc. That's Rockefeller therapy. This is called the suppression of Laetril as a cure for cancer. Laetril is spelled L-E-A-L-A-E-T-R-I-L, Laetril or Laetril. Often when a natural cancer, I remember my mother got cancer and they considered going to Mexico because there was, there was ideas that down in Mexico, they, they had treatments that we, we weren't allowing here. It was just too bold of a move for my family and my mother died. She suffered for five years being blasted by chemotherapy and uh, all that. I'll tell you where chemotherapy comes from in a minute. Oftentimes when a new uh, cancer treatment occurs, occurs or people say it's working the assertion from the medical establishment is that the new treatment is either unproven or disproven there's no better example of what uh this is all about than lay trill in 1952 a year before the fitzgerald report a biochemist named ernst krebs proposed that cancer was a deficiency disease which could be cured with a compound called emma amygdalin amygdalin found in over 1200 plants and most specifically in the seeds of apricots now if you'll remember in the bible i'm just going to say a couple things god says in it says written in the bible it says i've given you all the heat all the healing ways in the plants in other words everything to heal your body is here on earth okay so he found it. He found in 1,200 plants this product, amyg- amygdalin, and most specifically in the seeds of apricots. Inside the seed of a- apricots, like another seed, by extracting the amygdalin from the apricot kernels, Krebs created a product he called Latril. Over the course of many years, Krebs conducted experiments on animals, which showed that it was effective and effective cancer treatment. It caused it caused cancer cells to self-destruct. By the 1960s, a doctor named John Richardson had picked up the research and even began treating human patients with this product, Latril. Unsurprisingly, the Rockefeller-controlled FDA threw a fit and launched a massive media campaign against Richardson and Latril, claiming that the treatment was toxic and dangerous. It was everything but that. By 1971, FDA official officials 
band Latrill, and in 1972, they stormed Richardson Clinic and arrested him. Now, this is just like happened to Judy Mikovits. Read her, read her books, The Plague or The Plague. Uh, can't remember the other one. I got to keep moving on here. Uh, after Richardson was jailed, people kept asking about Latrell. Why Why did they keep asking about Latrell? Because they were dying from these the uh, Rockefeller prescriptions. <laughs> they were writing to government officials, medical journals, and scientific labs demanding answers. At this point, Big Pharma knew they had to put their foot down once and for all. So they uh, went to Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center in New York City. And uh, this, this, what happens next is just simply a mind, a mind blower. So one of the greatest scientists researchers was located there and his name was Kanamatsu Sagura known as the preeminent cancer researcher in America. He had over 60 years of experience. Anyway, the long and short of it is Dr. Sagura did three every time he did a test that showed that Latril worked amazingly, they told him to do another test over and over and over again until he did four or five tests and they finally corrupted the test and then he said it's still Latril was still a wonderful cancer remedy, but the but the uh, Rockefeller Group, Carnegie Rockefeller, finally showed they claim they showed that his results were flawed on the fourth or fifth test and undermined. This is clear up into 1972. This is when my mother was dying of cancer right here, and. Uh, but Segura never would deny that this was a, a wonderful thing. Now, I don't I don't want to go through all the details of every test, but it's beyond question that it, that the kernel inside of the apricots and the and the chemical that they drew out of that chemical caused cancer to kill itself. But they destroyed his reputation. Uh, they called a press conference and declared Latrell was found to possess neither preventive nor tumor regressant or anti-metastatic nor curative anti-cancer activity, the, ex- the exact opposite of what the first three tests had shown. I'm going to take a break, and we got coming up to our three segment. I'm going to tell you the whole story here. It's going to blow your mind. It's going to make help COVID make sense. Be right back. so lucky I, I at the time i had no no clue about all this i left home uh, at, at the uh, in 1948 uh many decades later i learned that the uh, uh unemployment rate among black teenagers in 1948 16 17 year olds 
was uh, 9.4%. Among whites, so same age, it was 10.2%. So both blacks and white teenagers had only a fraction of the unemployment that they have today. Uh, you were expected were, to work. You were expected to be able to get a job. And more, more importantly, the jobs were there for you. Uh, and so, and what, what, this is because of a fluke, really. The, 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 the minimum wage law in the United States, Fair Labor Standards Act of 1938, uh, was passed with specified rates of pay that you're supposed to get. Uh, almost immediately, uh, inflation took off during the 1940s. So by 1948, those numbers that were in the law were meaningless. Oh, I see. In other words, when I started out as a Western Union messenger, the minimum wage was 40 cents an hour. I started out at the bottom at 65 cents an hour. So it was the same as if there was no minimum wage. And yeah. this is what happened. You had this, and I was so lucky. I, knew, of course, had no clue about any of this. Now, now a, a black kid 20 years later comes in there. Uh, they've now, they, 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 people have become compassionate. They've raised the minimum wage. So he can't get a job. Got it. And I don't think it does any, any community any good to have a whole lot of t teenage uh, males hanging around on the streets with no job and nothing to do. I'm the only candidate who can make this promise to you. I will prevent World War III. We're very close to World War III. And this won't be army tanks running against each other and shooting each other. This won't be airplanes flying in the air. These are weapons of mass destruction. These are weapons of destruction that the likes of which nobody has ever seen before. This will be an obliteration of the world, and I will stop that. And we never had a problem. You never read about it until recently. Everything is being done wrong. Everything is being said wrong. They don't know what they're doing. But we're very close to a world war, and if we have a world war, It'll be destruction like nobody's ever seen before, far greater than World War I or World War II, because the weaponry is so powerful, so horrible and powerful. I will stop the disaster known as Bidenomics, which stands for inflation, taxation, submission, and failure. <laughs> what it is. Tremendous inflation. You know, inflation, if you look at it over the years, I study went to the Wharton School of Finance, and I studied a lot of economies over the years. And when you look at inflation going back hundreds of years, any country that has inflation, inflation is a country killer. It destroys countries. You look at what happened with Germany. You look at what happened with numerous countries with rapid inflation, with big inflation. And look at what's happening just now. You know, inflation is coming back very strong again. You look at the numbers that were just released yesterday. They don't know what to do. It's coming back very strong. I will regain energy independence as we had three years ago. And achieve energy dominance as soon as... Look, I mean, we had... We were going to be energy dominant within seven months. Dominant. We had total energy independence. We were only taking our energy. I was filling up the national reserves, got it full. Then... He starts taking it. Now it's at the lowest level it's ever been because he wanted to get it for automobiles so that people would get a little bit cheaper gas so they could try and win an election. That's not what the purpose. The purpose of that is for war. The purpose for war 
and it's almost down. It's almost dry right now. It's never been at a level like this. We'll take care of that. A veto victory. I'm Randy Thomason with your SaveCalifornia.com Minute. Late Friday, September 22nd, Gavin Newsom vetoed AB 957, which would have instructed judges in child custody cases to disfavor moral parents who are against the trans confusion of their own children. Thank you for following SaveCalifornia.com's lead to call and email Newsom. We knew this radical anti-parent, anti-religious freedom bill was vetoable. Now, please use the same strategy to flood Newsom with opposition to the other big bad anti-parent bill, AB 665, which would permit the anti-family establishment left to manipulate preteens and teens to somehow consent to leave their parents. See your easy action steps at SaveCalifornia.com, championing your values in California. Hello, everyone. Um, I've been coming here for five years now, and I was going to talk to you about some practical things that I thought you could change about 3210, but I've changed my mind. Um, I've been really confused over the last five years as to why we spend 45 minutes to an hour of every public meeting talking about how great everyone is and how great everything is in the schools, and now I've figured it out. I've figured it out because all these people came here to defend you all from hurtful words. This is obnoxious. Let me just say, there is one goal for the educational system. It should be to prepare children to enter careers to be productive members of society. It is not a counseling session. It is not a self-help area. It is not somewhere to find yourself. And we should not be led by the children, for goodness sake. The children are called dependents for a reason. They depend on us who have fully developed brains. You cannot feel your way through life. The issues that we are talking about, we are bringing you statistics. We are talking about scholastics. We are talking about funding. We are we're talking about busing. We are talking about trying to figure out how to make our children be as successful as possible. And I am sure that that is your goal. And what we have been called tonight is what they're claiming that we're saying to children. We're having an adult conversation. There are not children in this room. We aren't going into the schools and calling them names. They call us Marxists and hateful and bigots and everything else under the sun. Well, let me tell you. Less than 5% of the entire population of North Carolina identifies as LGBTQ. You guys all claim you want democracy. Well, you know what democracy is? It's the majority plus one. It's 50 plus one. You know what? More than 50% of the people in this state claim that they believe in God, Almighty God, who made us male and female, God who made marriage between a man and a woman, God who said that we must protect our children. The fact that we can stand up here and we know, we can brag about all of the wonderful graduations, but we know, we know the statistics. 50% of children did not pass their end of grade test. What are we celebrating? We have, we have children coming up here telling us how horrible the mental health crisis is. Why? Most of us went to public school, and all of, our, all of our peers are not in mental health crises. We have to ask ourselves, what are we doing to our children? I'm going to say we are discussing things with them that they are not emotionally, intellectually, and morally able to handle. That is what is causing the anxiety. That is what is causing the depression. That is what is causing the confusion. We need our children to be able to be children, to be able to be innocent, to be able to enjoy childhood, and 
not know all of the drama and all of the difficulties in adult life. That is what we want. We want our children to be able to read and write and to think for themselves. And we demand that the children who fear God are protected in your schools. That's what I call my wife, Captain Evil. She's like a messed up superhero. If I'm ever having too much fun, she will show up. <laughs> What's going on over here? What are you smiling? We gotta go. We gotta go. I'm tired. I'm sick. I'm hungry. I'm cold. I'm hot. I hate him. I hate her. Make me your next location, darling. What you waiting for? I take you around the world to show you how I feel about you. Can I get on that? Uh-huh. I like the way that she smiles. She come to the show, she make it worthwhile. She fell in love talking with the music. Matter of fact, she probably think that it's Cupid. I'm young and I guarantee I got a movement. Addicted to winning, up in the game, never losing. She got style, it's nice, I probably make her my wife. She only came to California for a couple of nights. I tell her, take your time, right, we get well, easy, right? I got you're like, I just, I was just talking, well, you like all of us. You all have ne uh, medical needs, you all have legal needs. And I'm just talking to somebody. Uh, that called me on the phone that wanted the connection to the ladies in Texas about their legal needs because they wanted to fill out these forms uh, to protect themselves if they have to go to the hospital. And I was telling them that about Nellie Garcia. They said, oh, yeah, we know all about Nellie. We've talked to her before. So <clears throat> I want to just mention her. If you have any legal needs in the Yuba Sutter County's area up here in Northern California, Nellie Garcia is who I go to. I recommend people every single week to her. And she's called North Valley Paralegal. It's right off Highway 20 on Civic Center Boulevard, 1110 in Suite 202A, Yuba City. It's right across from the Sutter County Sheriff's Department. And you can reach her if you want to make an appointment at 530-751-9289. 751-9289. So uh, she does all kinds of legal work. One of the biz biggest misunderstandings in america is if you have a legal need you need to go see an attorney it's a ripoff it's a scam it's manipulation and it's a monopoly on on legal on the legal issues that one of the best uh, kept secrets is the paralegal profession and uh, nelly is all the uh, positives about that so uh, you can get it get in to see her easier faster cheaper and uh, many times she does a better job than the attorneys because uh, she ends up doing some of their work over again for them when people come to her. So 751-9289, check her out, and I think you'll be happy. Also, um, All Power Services, they're fixing all kinds of – they just hired another technician. And uh, I, I was just uh, talking to Will Fanning, and he said, Lou, we're catching up. So uh, – uh, give me a give give us a shout. So if you've got small equipment uh, that you need to be have repaired, uh, Will Fanning and all the guys out there, he's got a whole crew of guys. Fortunately, you know, uh, technical people are hard to find. And um, so uh, Will's been out there a few years and he's got a great business going. But pretty soon you just get overwhelmed with folks. So I'm going to they fix any kind of power tools or power equipment. So even small stuff uh, like uh, trimmers and uh, mowers, chainsaws, all kinds of small stuff, drills, things like that. And that maybe the electrical part is goofed up on it. Bring it in. They'll fix it. I'm going to give you a couple phone numbers. I'm going to give you the address and uh, they'll, they'll even do, you know, water. I've had them do pressure washers for me. I've had them put my uh, catalytic converter back on the car when they tried to cut it off. They couldn't cut it off. They do all kinds of work out there. 
So give them a call. I'm going to give you a cell number. You can text or call 530-844-0347, 844-0347. They now have added a landline because that other phone was backing up. 530-790-5100. 790-5100. That's All Power Services, they call it. It's at 1469 Stewart Road, S-T-E-W-A-R-T. It's just uh, west going west off Highway 99 towards the Buttes, and it's just about a quarter mile down the road, easy to get to, no traffic, easy. So drop your stuff, broke. take all your broken stuff out there, just throw it in the back of the truck and leave it there, and they will give it back to you all fixed, happy as a clam. You'll be happy as a clam. All right, we're talking about how we ended up with uh, so many people sick in this country. We're some, one of the sickest nations in the world, and we spend the most on on uh, medicine. That's exactly what the medical monopoly of the United States wants. We were talking about a a product. I, I read about it when I was uh, just in my early 20s. I, I didn't know about Latril, L-A-E-T-R-I-L. What I heard about that the kernel inside of an apricot pit could actually cure cancer. And I thought, wow, that sounds odd. But the fact is, it was a well-proven and beyond beyond any doubt, but it took the medical community uh, to the tune of Rockefeller to create uh, propaganda to attack Latril because they wanted to sell these other products uh, called chemotherapy and uh, radiation. So anyway... Uh, in 1972, uh, so anyway, sorry, I, I'm just trying to find my spot here, and I don't have time to go back. Uh, so it's interesting. On the board of the FTA, FDA in 1972, there were four Rockefeller employees, or three Rockefeller employees sitting on the board of, of FDA and of the hospital, Sloan Kettering, and they were going to put the kibosh on any findings that this Segura, once he found out that this Latro was a drop-dead cancer killer, uh, they said, we're not going to let this happen. And uh, Segura said, there's something funny, uh, was, was that the treatments had been, anyway, they monkeyed around with the treatments, they jerry-rigged the treatments to make it look bad. Uh The moral to the story, I'm going to skip through it here. When Big Pharma says an alternative treatment has been disproven, this is what they mean. What do they mean? That means that they have confounded the tests, and so they made the tests which said it definitely is a solution to say it's no solution. That's a, what, Where have you heard that before? Ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. Quercetin, vitamin D, z the whole thing. We've heard it all over. Who made all the money on remdesivir? Who made all the money on the vaxes? The vaxes are killing people. The shots are killing people, making people paralyzed. Who's making the money? Rockefeller, Carnegie, the big pharma people. Next, here's the next one. And I have friends that have had interaction with this guy. But what about if tests were not done in a Rockefeller controlled lab? What if one were to do their own test, build their own case studies, and present them to the appropriate authorities themselves? In comes Stanislaw Berzinski. I first heard of him when my friend Greg Gomer, actually when Mark Lydell, I think it was Mark Lydell, 
at Church of Glad Tidings. He's an attorney in town. He got brain cancer. And I believe he went down. He was the first one I heard. To, I heard about this uh, doctor who was running a rogue clinic in Texas. His name is Stanislaw Brzezinski. He was a doctor of biochemistry who immigrated to U.S. from Poland in 1970, where he took up a position as a researcher and assistant professor at Baylor University. There he discovered something which he called anti-neoplastones, naturally occurring molecular switches in the human body, which the doctor asserted the body used to control cancer growth. They're switches in your cell system. At first, discoveries were well-received by colleagues. It was all, yeah, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. In fact, so impressive was his work that he was offered a tenured position in Baylor's Department of Pharmacology. He should have been thrilled, yet Brzezinski knew that if he accepted, he would lose his independence, right? Because if you took money, you had to say whatever Big Pharma said. So he would lose his independence as a researcher. So he refused a tenured position as the department head of pharmacology. Instead, he chose to found Brzezinski Research Institute in order to continue his work. On his way out the door at Baylor, his boss warned him, just wait, this is a quote, listen, just wait, Brzezinski, they're going to kick your ass. In short order, Brzezinski and his clinic were investigated by the local medical authorities for using unproved medications. While at the Rockefeller-founded American Cancer Society, they put anti neoplastones on its unproven methods list and those who had been funded funding his research pulled all their support in 83 that's about when my dad died of uh uh oh uh blood disease i'm trying to think of it i gotta move on in 1983 the fda filed a lawsuit to get him to shut down his operations and when this failed fda agents and federal marshals simply raided the bazinski that's exactly what happened to uh judy mikovitz they raided bazinski research institute and seized over 200,000 confidential documents i'm telling you people we do not have a free country any longer in this country Still, Brzezinski continued on. He raised millions of dollars through the Institute to pay for clinical trials for anti-neoplastones. Big pharma companies are more happy than happy to spend money since they know they will recoup it when their products are patented. But not with him. By the mid-90s, he was able to provide the FDA with 60 clinical trials meeting the requirements for phase one testing for another decade. He worked see all the trials you have to do to get a drug to the market. How fast did they bring the the shots, the jab on? No, none of this for 10 years. He did phase two testing on his own at the cost of millions of dollars in 2011 Brzezinski's phase three testing, which involves thousands of participants and can last for years again at the cost of millions of dollars. He was closing in on the finish line by 2013, which is when the FDA stepped in and put a stop to everything. Their reason? They complained that the Brzezinski Research Institute was doing all the testing when, of course, this is simply how the FDA approved 
approval process works. The only difference is usually the testing is being done by a big pharma company. Do you see some anything problem with a big pharma company who's making all the money off it, doing all the testing of somebody else's idea? Finally, in 2017, the FDA canceled anti-neoplastone clinical trials for good, refusing Brzezinski the right to even conduct tests. Moreover, Brzezinski had his medical license revoked and was fined hundreds of thousands of dollars for his trouble. The point made by Brzezinski and his anti-neoplastones by uh, Sloan Kettering's Latrell trials is simple. It's a case of it, you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. If testing is conducted in a Rockefeller Big Pharma lab, it will be repeated and repeated and repeated until it gives the desired results, no matter how manipulated these results may be. And if you conduct the tests yourself, spending millions upon millions of dollars, the results will still not be accepted. Over 60 patients came to Dr. Bozinski's defense, stating that he cured them of cancer using his techniques. Big Pharma controls the testing. They control the approval. They control academia thought. They control the medical boards. They control the legislatures. They, they control the lobbying. Big Pharma employs 1,270 registered lobbyists in the halls of government. More than two Big Pharma lobbyists for every member of Congress at a cost of $200 million each year. They also spend tens of millions of dollars every year financing political campaigns. Nearly every member of Congress is funded by Big Pharma. On top of that, Big Pharma lobbyists and executives are repeatedly put in charge of the government bodies uh, tasked with overseeing the pharmaceutical industry, like the FDA. The production and sale of medicine is tightly regulated by the whole big pharma conspiracy and, and the government and big pharma is in control of the whole thing. Now, is it really so hard to believe that big pharma would use this control of academia, control of science, control of government to suppress valuable information for its own profit? I've heard people for years saying, Oh, there's all kinds of solutions to cancer. Big pharma won't ever let it come to pass. I thought, Oh, that can't be real. How their own people are dying of cancer. How could they let people die of cancer? It's a terrible, it's a terrible way to die. And, and the fact is I'm totally convinced I've done enough research. I know it's true. In reality, suppressing truth for profit is as American as apple pie. You know, when people are really successful, it doesn't matter what trade. If you're successful in the barber trade, you control the cosmetology boards at the state capitol and you force people like Randy Mitchell to jump through all kinds of hoops and tell them when they can cut hair, when they can't, and, and they want to come in and always look over their business, right? They want to keep out competition. From the 1950s, when the tobacco companies, we saw it in the tobacco companies and lung cancer, we've seen it all over and over and over and over and over. Now we see it shutting down the oil industry. The pharmaceutical companies, they purportedly tasked uh, those you think of are concerned about your health. They aren't. Don't dare put your confidence in a pharmaceutical company. I'm going to tell you some stuff now that's going to make your hair stand up. And it needs to. So uh, 
I'm, I'm pushing on here. And I'm, this is right up to, I think Brzezinski must be dead now. But I've had a couple of my friends go down there. One had his wife was sick with cancer. And uh, Mark Lydell uh, went down there when he had brain cancer and had portions of his brain removed. In October 2020, Big Pharma flag bearers, Purdue Pharma, never forget Purdue. Think of the university, Purdue. But this is a family last name, Purdue, P-U-R-D-U-E. The flag bearer of Big Pharma, Purdue Pharma, pled guilty in court to criminal charges for its role in the American opioid crisis, agreeing to pay, listen to me now, $8.3 billion, not million, billion in settlement. Opioids were a new type of synthetic painkiller, merged in the 1990s, and, and uh, which big pharma companies like Purdue aggressively promoted to doctors while suppressing information. You hear what I said? These guys are skilled at suppressing information about the dangers, more, more specifically the extreme addictiveness. They would say that oxycodone was not addictive, and they were giving it to teenagers who got their wisdom teeth pulled out, and they were, got strung out on drugs. Today, not only is chronic pain more prevalent in, than ever in the U.S., but nearly a million people have died from opioid overdoses. This is big pharma. I'm telling you, the Rockefellers, the Carnegies, all these people, the Clintons, the Bushes, the Obamas do not care about your life. If you drop dead, it, it's like a hair falling from their head. They do not care. Another three million have fallen victim to addiction and pleading guilty at the trial. Listen to this. This is a quote. They admitted on record to having supplied drugs without legitimate medical purpose. Quote, uh, oh, oh, another way, that was a quote, without legitimate, they admitted there was no legitimate, they just found a way to get people high and give them a really good buzz and get them super addicted. I've had addicts tell me that the first time they ever used an oxy, they knew they would never be without an oxy. They were hooked. Boom, one pill. In other words, the purpose of opioids was not medical. It wasn't to cure pain. It was to get people addicted so they would buy more drugs. We're not talking about the cartel. We're not talking about a two-bit drug dealer. We're not talking about a whore dealing drugs. We're talking about the government of the United States endorsing these people. Purdue even admitted to paying off. Did you hear what I said? Paying off health insurance companies to deny coverage for alternative care, forcing people to take opioids and paying off doctors to overprescribe their products to patients. My friend, Dr. Cassidy, when he was a health officer for Yuba County, would tell me there are doctors that are overprescribing. He would get the records. By February of 2022, this is right here now. Four more of the largest big pharma companies had reached a $26 billion settlement for their own sale, for their own role in the crisis. These, along with Purdue, are the largest and most powerful pharmaceutical companies in the nation and ones who lobby governments and sit on medical boards. They sit on every board. The board that's going to throw your doctor out of business. And here they are on record poisoning people for a profit and people say, oh you're just a conspiracy you know that jab you know that it's you know you're just making that stuff up i'm telling you people they wanted to jab everybody in the world drop dead or not 
So now chemotherapy. Apply this knowledge to cancer specifically and think about what chemotherapy is. The treatment of chemotherapy was first conceptualized by doctors examining soldiers who had been exposed to mustard gas during World War II. Noticing that mustard gas had toxic effects on the blood cells of soldiers, doctors surmised that it could be used against to kill cancer cells. This is how the first version of chemotherapy and model for all subsequent versions was created from a compound used as an agent of chemical warfare. This is what Big Pharma is telling cancer patients to put in their body. Of course, it is no secret that (coughs) this therapy is toxic. Cancer patients are warned of all the side effects. I'm not going to go through them all. It, it kills off your good cells and your bad cells. You've heard all the things. It can cause more cancer. One former president of the American Chemical, Chemical Society, not cancer, chemical, succinctly put it, chemotherapy does much, much, much more harm than good. We'll be right back. We're going to do the second half of the show. My name is Mike Gonzalez. I am the Angeles T. Arredondo Senior Fellow at the Heritage Foundation. The views I express are my own, should not be construed as representing any official position of the Heritage Foundation. As you said, I lived in Asia as a journalist for a decade, spending my last two years in Hong Kong as editor of the Wall Street Journal's Asian editorial page, from where I directed coverage of Asian issues, including the People's Republic of China and the Chinese Communist Party. I'm also proudly on the advisory board of Parents Defending Education, whose July study, Little Red Classrooms, has led to this hearing. The classrooms in question refer to the Confucius classrooms, which are the K-12 school equivalents of Confucius Institutes. The institutes are PRC-sponsored centers set up at universities around the world. They teach Mandarin and Chinese culture, but also fund China research. In the words of a comprehensive heritage study released in March, the institutes in the classrooms give CCP agents a foothold in the U.S. (coughs) In exchange for money, the schools self-censor about the reality of the PRC and the CCP and allow the spread of PRC propaganda. In 2015, I authored one of the earliest papers on the institutes. One of my recommendations was for the Congress to explore, quote, whether the PRC's efforts to influence Americans through academia and Hollywood represent an attempt by a foreign government to manipulate a democratic population, unquote. Eight years later, this question remains at the heart of the issues facing this committee. Last week, I spoke to Ian Oxnavad, a researcher at the National Association of Scholars who is currently writing a study on all these issues, and he told me there are a lot more Confucius classrooms than institutes. Once again, the classrooms are K-12, the institutes are in colleges and universities. A 2019 Senate report said there were 519 Confucius classrooms operating in the U.S. Oxnavat estimates that there are still around 500 classrooms in our country. Just because they're not called Confucius classrooms does not mean they're not, he told me. They are basically a turnkey program for Mandarin that is all expenses paid. Paid by whom, you may ask? By the CCP. Most of the institutes and classrooms were supposed to have been closed. In March 2021, the U.S. Senate voted to prohibit funding for universities that hosted the institutes unless the contracts had clear provisions that protected academic freedom. The absence of transparency has been a big part of this problem. 
Of 111 institutes that have closed or are in the process of closing, at least 28 have been replaced with similar programs, and at least 58 have maintained close relationships with their former Confucius Institute partner. This duplicity reinforces my view that our government must ban all the institutes and classrooms. We must end all collaborations between U.S. institutions and Chinese entities affiliated with China's Ministry of State Security or other security and intelligence agencies. A foreign communist party cannot dictate what our children learn. The United States is an open society that enjoys the free exchange of ideas, whose people form opinions and then vote accordingly. China is none of those things. It is a communist dictatorship where the CCP retains a monopoly on power. Our two nations face, therefore, asymmetric informational warfare. China's influence on our, schools, on our schools is aimed at presenting to students a version of the PRC that does not accord with reality. China seeks to be seen as a normal country, say democratic Chile or Portugal. But China's not, China is an important country with many contributions to civilization, but China is not a normal country. All of China's 1.4 billion people have their liberties extremely restricted. China's most famous political prisoner is a publisher by the name of Jimmy Lai, who today, at the age of 75, languishes in solitary confinement in a Hong Kong prison on a trumped-up violation of China's draconian national security law. On the 26th of this month, Mr. Lai will mark 1,000 days in prison. Now, I know Jimmy Lai. Jimmy Lai is a friend of mine. I can tell the members of the Congress and the American people that Mr. Lai is a tireless fighter for liberty, one we must never forget. Xi Jinping put him in prison for speaking truth to, to, to power. The Confucius Institutes and the classrooms concealed this sordid record by restricting debate on Taiwan, Tibet, Tiananmen Square, the suffering of Jimmy Lai, and many, many other things. You, our political leaders, have the responsibility of stopping this gross interference on how the youngest among us learn about what is likely to be our main adversary for the 21st century. Thank you very much for, this, for your time and attention. Imagine a time when cash is no longer accepted at your local shops. Well, it turns out that's already a reality for many, with a growing number of businesses only accepting card payments. For the longest time, cash has reigned king, but the digital world is stealing the throne. Hey, with card or cash mostly these days? Card only for me. Nando's, Krispy Kreme and Dunkin' Donuts are now turning card only. Fast food giant KFC, the latest in a wave of businesses to begin eliminating cash at outlets across across the country. Beans in Brisbane's northern suburbs ditched cash over a year ago, saying it increases efficiency and reduces paper waste. A lot of people have the technology on their phones. Crime and staff safety also a major contributing factor. Handling cash can be really difficult and dangerous. But not everyone is on board with the shift. Cash or card? Definitely cash. Cash to pay for things? Yes, I do. Consumers increasingly frustrated by growing surcharges and service fees being tacked on when they tap, including venue fees, credit card surcharges and tips. Hard fees that we pay are supposed to be a reflection of the cost for the business of accepting that payment. But it's getting out of hand. Cash advocates are now calling on the government to make it illegal for businesses not to offer cash as a payment option. A petition currently before Parliament receiving close to 12,000 signatures in support of the right to use cash being protected by law. This is not a consumer-led thing. We're being herded into a cashless society.
All right, we're into our fourth segment. That's the beginning of the second half of the show. And I was uh, just talking to Dr. Cassidy today over the phone. He's over in Europe on his way home. And uh, we were talking about the Yuba County Jail and teaching classes in there. And we are helping people get off the streets and get free of drugs and alcohol and any other thing that they're addicted to. The reason we're doing this, I'm, we're just doing most of our work is volunteer work. He is a doctor. He works at the Peachtree Clinic. So when you go there to get treatment from him, you pay them. And uh, But we are operating seven days a week, 24 hours a day. And if you need some help, if you're ready for some help, I know you already need it. But if you're ready for it, uh, we're ready for you. And I'm going to give you three numbers to get some help. Uh, we can get you a lot. Of, a lot of you've given up and you just think, you're you're strung out on this or that. I don't have to name them all. Uh, and you're stuck. And uh, you're just going to die in your addiction. It doesn't have to be that way. We I have all kinds of friends. Most of my friends are former addicts. And they're doing great. They're clean. They're raising their families. They have great jobs. Uh, they're having a good time. And they remember those days back then. But they're not doing those days back then. So I'm going to give you a pitch here. I'm going to give you three numbers. Peachtree Health. 530-749-3242, 749-3242. Uh, sometimes it's hard to get through on that line. If it is, I'm going to give you Doc's direct cell number. Please only text it during the day once. Just put in your name and the word addiction and your phone number. If you're really in bad shape and you don't have time to wait a few hours for a call back from him because he is treating patients, uh, call me up. You can call me or text me, and my number is 530-713-1838, 713-1838. And um, I, will, I will work right away to get you whatever you need. If you need medication, if you need to go, go into a detox, if you need this or that, we'll work on it, okay? So uh, give us a shout, and uh, we'll help you out, all right? So let me get back down to tell you the rest of my story. I'm almost done, but I'm telling you, you will never look at this whole COVID thing, the same again, because now you're going to have a sense of history of, uh, of what's going on here. So we heard about Brzezinski and now we're talking about chemotherapy. My, my family's had plenty of chemotherapy. My brother-in-law died in his forties. My mom died in her fifties. My dad died when he was right at 70. Uh, all my uh, aunts died of cancer. And so, uh, I got it. I know a little bit about it. Never been to medical school, but I've I've been drugged through the knothole backwards, as any family has. That when they're lo- you have a loved one that's struggling with cancer. So uh, I was telling you about it. It was a chemical warfare used in World War II, and uh, so they say. In other words, patients are told chemotherapy might treat their cancer, but that it might also cause cancer. It might save their life, but it also might end their life. Right. So. uh, The point here is there's no profit in a cure. There's no profit in a cure. If somebody can start taking Latril or some other uh, thing like Brzezinski came up with, it's over. They're cancer free and there's no more. You're not on a. Ten, fifteen, hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars, four hundred thousand dollar deal fighting cancer the rest of your life. There are no profits in a cure. Big pharma needs people to be sick. 
The jab makes people sick. You remember what they told you about the jab? They said, oh, there's no cure to COVID. You got to take the jab. That's a cure. Then you don't have to wear the mask. Then you don't have to stand seven feet apart. You can go back and live normal life. What happened? It's not a cure. The va- then they said, oh, it's the unvaccinated that are, that are killing the community. It's the vaccinated that are now the healthy part of the community. That was all a lie. Everything told to you by your U.S. government, the FDA, the CDC, was a complete lie. Not 50%, not 75%, not 85%, 100% was cock and bull baloney. Bullshit. And, and they would lie directly to Congress even when there was tests come out, oh, masks make you sick. Keeping people in their homes causes depression. Causing people to stay away from rehabs and causing people to stay away from AANA causes suicide. Everything we said came to pass. Everything they said was a lie. Oh, you guys are conspiracy theorists. Honestly, people, uh, I know some aren't. I, I hope you don't continue listening to the show because uh, you're you're sucking up my airspace. Big Pharma needs people sick. Where was where was all the publicity? Some of those CEOs made a billion dollars, not the company. They made a billion dollars as a CEO of Moderna. They were making billions or millions and hundreds of millions a day. Big Pharma needs people sick so that people need more and more expensive treatments. Somebody told me a treatment the other day. It was like $50,000 or $5,000, $10,000 a month. I thought, what? Last week, there was supposed a pandemic treaty being signed of the World Health Organization where they are literally going to try to usurp the authority of governments throughout the entire world by just saying, everybody, forget the Constitution. You remember when Gavin Newsom said, forget the Constitution. I'm running the state now because we have a medical emergency. What did the governor of New Mexico just do a few weeks ago? Oh, we have a gun emergency now. A couple people got killed with a gun. Too many people got killed with a gun. So I am now creating a medical emergency. And the Second Amendment no longer applies to New Mexico. This is the beginning of the undermining of your Constitution. Just because it's there doesn't mean you're going to benefit from it. Unless you stand up, unless you do something, you, you're going to lose everything. The, the, it isn't the U.S. government. That's, the U.S. government's going to do their bit to take over. They're already doing their thing. Do you realize that Fong Lu, the doctor in Yubin Sutter counties, went to the sheriff's and, and tried to force people to stay inside their homes? During the mandates. In fact, one of my friends who was issued a legal document from the sheriff's department telling her, mandating that she stay on her property and she could not cross her property line, even to see a neighbor. You know what she did? She got in her car and drove down to talk to the sheriff because we once thought he was a constitutional sheriff. And she confronted him and she said, I ain't going to do this. 
But, but I'm telling you that the health official of our two counties, supported by 10 supervisors who claim they're conservative, these guys are as crazy, as queer as a $3 bill, these boys. They, they can't find their ass with both hands and even people helping them politically. They totally supported this gal to tell people to stay in their homes. Not because they were sick, but because they tested positive with a fraudulent testing system. A fraudulent testing system they're still using today. It's totally baloney. And it's designed to tell everybody they got COVID. It's 90-some percent flawed. But every time it turns out positive, you get money for it, the hospital. The hospital is profiting, along with Big Pharma, from killing people and creating a COVID, a COVID scenario, COVID narrative. American Dr. Merle Nass warned about this treaty in a European Union parliamentary meeting. She had been labeled as an extremist for this, but we've shown you, uh, anyway, talks about screenshots. She talks about how this is, they're going to use medical government to undermine all our constitutional rights and to always make it a matter of health that they tell you how to live your life. And it's exactly the opposite than health. It's actually, they're going to, it's the same thing they said, we're going to help you be healthy fighting the COVID virus. And it, that what they did is made you sick and killed you. They killed you with their, with their policies. You remember the Hippocratic Oath, part of it was to do no harm. The, they do not follow that anymore in the world. That is over. So this entire medical, the, the biggest, the most powerful, the most controlling entity in the United States of America now is Big Pharma, and there isn't an area of life that they don't have their tentacles in, even right down to the Board of Supervisors in your county and into your county health official, which is operating lockstep. Our health official is not a real doctor. She's just a bureaucrat with a medical with a medical degree. You don't want to go to her. She's not ever treated patients. That's not her gig. She's simply a medical Nazi. That's what she is, a medical Nazi. Taking orders and not taking any responsibility. It's just like when the Nazis when the the war was over and the allies went back to find the people responsible for these horrific acts. People said, I was just doing my job. That that's what I was hired to do. I just did my job. I'm not evil. I'm not a bad person. I'm just doing my job. What was your job? I was killing people. I was telling them on YouTube to stay inside, to wear masks, to get the flu shot, to get the jab. To never was there any suggestion to build your to build up your immune system? No, wash your hands all day. Never a mention to take vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc. Uh, use Z packs. 
use use all this preventive. No, no, no. She said, just stay until you get really sick and then go, go, we'll put you in the ICU. That's exactly what they did to kill people. That's how people died from COVID. People did not die from COVID itself. It's just a bad cold, maybe with a sling of the flu in it or something. If you had a bad heart, if you, it's just like normal life. If you were feeble, if you were 99, if your heart was bad, if you had one lung missing, yeah, it, it, uh, you may not survive it because you don't have enough life force left. But COVID wasn't killing people. Our government, our hospitals, our doctors were killing people through their prescriptions. Even before COVID, a quarter million deaths a year are attributed to medical malpractice. prescribing the wrong medications. That's on a normal year, a quarter of a million. These people are, are committing genocide. And Dr. Lou, and just because, oh, I know, you know, most of the people you hear about committing genocide are in a foreign country or some situation. You've never met them. In this case, you know, your murderers, they're right on the boards of the supervisors. You know that, you know, our health officer, she's in the paper. She's right here. It's just like having Joseph Mingla or some of Hitler's boys or Stalin's boys right here in town. And you know them and have a beer with them. And so you think, oh, they're a nice guy. <laughs> you people are, just, you're about as stupid as a post out there. When are you going to wake up? Incredible. It's just absolutely incredible. All right. So uh, that's the story in Rockefeller. If this thing isn't, they're always going to have a new booster. You got it. It's a big money-making thing. It's like if you, like, I have clothes in my closet. I've had them for years because I just don't wear out clothes. I'm not out in a ditch brushing up against wire and rock and glass and getting it ripped, ripped shirt. They, I just wash them, and they look good. They don't wear out. So I'm, I'm cheating the shirt industry out of more shirts. Big Pharma wants to create a need, so you have to have a jab every six months. They want you, just like they want you to smoke, you know, the tobacco industry, they want you to smoke three or four packs a day. They don't want you to smoke a cigarette a day. Oh, I'm down to cigarette a day. No, no, no. All right, all right, all right. Uh, let's see. There's a lot to talk about today, uh, as there is every day. I don't mean to just fill airtime. Let me just, I, I want you to just let this soak in. Alexander Hamilton, one of our wonderful, brilliant forefathers, 1787 said or wrote, the fabric of American empire of the American empire. You with me? The fabric, what holds it all together ought to rest. You with me? The fabric of American empire, what holds it all together ought to rest on the solid basis of the consent of the people. Do you feel like you're giving consent to, to the government right now? It's totally out of control. It's like a wild bull running, running loose in the streets. He said the fabric of the American empire ought to rest on the solid basis of the consent of the people. In other words, if the people do not want it, 
It should not happen. Do you know how many people want us to be in trillions of dollars in debt? Not very many. Do you think people want to lose their gun rights? Not very many. Then he goes on to say the streams of national power ought to flow from that pure, original fountain of all legitimate authority. What fountain is that? The consent of the people. The people in America do not consent of of a war in Ukraine. Are you kidding me? This is all to pay. Did you just hear that BlackRock and the biggest bank in the United States, Chase Morgan or whatever they call that, that's the biggest bank, and BlackRock's one of the biggest investors, they're going to pay them billions of dollars to rebuild Ukraine now. After we spent billions of dollars to the military and the military-industrial complex to fight that war, we don't even belong. We don't even. No, we don't want to be over there. Now we're gonna we're we're gonna spend more of our money and give it to these organizations that are totally corrupt. Do you read that at the Chase Morgan, whatever they call it? I'll tell you. I'm gonna talk about something else in a minute. Do you know that they? We're connected to sex trafficking and human trafficking with Epstein, the biggest bank in the United States, some in Dutch bank as well. Some of the biggest banks in the world. And we're going to pay them to rebuild Ukraine. I had to, I had to keep cut this out. Victor Davis Hanson, who was a California intellectual, no nation in history has survived once its borders were destroyed. This may be it. Folks, some people have prophesied the Bible. Some people believe prophesies that the group that were alive in 1949, when or 48, 48, 49, when the Jews got their country back, that they would not come to pass until the return of Jesus. I'm telling you, when you look at the southern border, there isn't a border down there anymore. All right, we're about out of time here for this segment, but a couple minutes, I got a kick out of this. The Dallas mayor, have you heard about him? Eric Johnson, he came out of the closet. Remember what that used to mean? What does it used to mean? That means he's a homosexual, and he came out and told everybody that he finally was going to admit it, and he wanted to live his own life. He wanted to be proud. Want to be proud? Want everybody to be proud and accept him, endorse him, invite him over for coffee? No, he isn't a homosexual. He's a Republican, and he's black. That's a big problem. A big problem. The city of Dallas is fortunate to have Eric because he knows what he's doing. The city has elected Republican mayors as recently as 2007 and 1991. The rest of them were Democrats. It's now the largest city in the nation with a Republican mayor. But he came out and he confessed, I'm switching, because he was a Democrat. The switch is noteworthy partly because Johnson's black, partly because his explanation for doing so to mark the change. He wrote an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal laying out his rationale. It boils down to economics and public safety. It would be wonderful if the if the supervisors and city councils of Yuba Sutter counties 
would embrace the focus. We're going to provide public safety and we're going to get out of the way and let people make money and put people to work. Just two things. Just focus on that. Forget all the other stuff. We'll be right back. What's the cause of your pain at the pump? I'm Randy Thomason with your SaveCalifornia.com Minute. The simple reason for painfully high gasoline prices is supply and demand, and we need to produce and supply more oil. Now, at the federal level, when Biden and the Democrats declared war on oil in 2021, prices rose in every state. But California always has much higher prices due to the ruling Democrat politicians denying new drilling, prohibiting interstate pipelines, requiring expensive gas formulas, and imposing the nation's highest gas tax. What's more, on September 12th, the state Senate Democrats killed a Republican measure to suspend the state gas tax. Are Democrats for the poor? No. Democrats make you poor. SaveCalifornia.com. Championing your values in California. Former head of French intelligence shows remorse to what he did to Gaddafi. And he talked about how his country, France, along with the UK, how they worked together to unalive Gaddafi. And he says, now looking back, it was a big mistake. In his book, he describes the decision by France then President Nicolas Sarkozy to back the rebel groups taking on Gaddafi's regime was not thought through with disastrous consequences. He said the military operation was brilliantly run, but there was trickery because Gaddafi was extending his hand to the West. Not only didn't we grasp the hand that was being extended to us, but we also cut the head off. I find that completely immoral to have done that. We eliminated Gaddafi and destroyed his country without worrying that it was a rampart against Islamic terrorism. The consequences of this disastrous expedition were not foreseen. It was comprehensible that Sarkozy wanted his scalp. For some reason, this Western nation spies, after they retire, all of a sudden they have conscience. All of a sudden they care about the people and the countries that they have destroyed. And I think it's their way of repenting. They write a book or they give interviews saying that it was a wrong decision. They regret what they did and they wish they can take it back. This is one other example of that kind of person. But he said quite a lot and he exposed quite a bit. He also said that when he was given that assignment and he went to Libya, 
he didn't even know that the UK was already there trying to do the same thing, which is analyze Gaddafi and overthrow him. So once he found out, they started working together. And he said there was a point in time where the French intelligence was trying to infiltrate Gaddafi's camp by corrupting one of his leaders or one of his friends and their target was the foreign minister. When they decided to do that, they found out that the UK already got to him and he's already in the UK and he said that their intelligence was faster than, you know, the French intelligence back then and he almost seems like he was impressed by the UK and how fast they moved and he also said that he believes they paid him a lot of money for him to turn his back on Gaddafi and this is a great example of how our own people work together with this evil people to destroy us. If Gaddafi's people didn't allow this to happen to him it wouldn't have happened to him and he's not the only leader that was assassinated that was unalived by using people that are close to that person and honestly we need to learn from this and do better we need to protect those that are serving us and we need to make sure that they will be alive and well to do what they're supposed to do which is serve the people and change the narrative and make it better for the future generation Three days a week, she taught LGBTQ curriculum in her class. How many of those students are excelling in that classroom? Is everybody in that class getting A's in math, English, grammar, social studies? That we can dedicate three days a week to teach eight-year-olds about sexual orientation? I don't care what kind of sex is being discussed. The word sexuality, nudity, does not belong in the ears in a classroom of eight-year-old kids. And when a parent showed their concern, what does this teacher do? Completely disregards and goes behind the parent's back trying to find ways of how to continue these lesson plans. If you guys want to talk about including all, listening to all, every student matters, our kids matter too. And we don't want those subjects being taught to children who are just eight years old. again this is our fifth segment and uh <clears throat> whenever my car has a broken part on the body something needs to be replaced or i get in a fight with that car get the front end crunched or something i always take it over to kevin clark and his wife who runs the office carrie they call themselves allen's auto body kevin worked there for 100 years and then he bought the place they kept the name, Allen's Auto Body. It's on the corner of Tea Garden and Sutter in Yuba City. Sutter is a busy street between the 5th and 10th Street Bridge. And uh, Tea Garden is a cross street. But instead of giving you the numbers, I'll just tell you to look for a beautiful, bright yellow building. Just pull in there. And that's where they hang out and work on cars all day, every day. I think they take the weekend off. You can reach them at 530-671-1057. My car looked pretty funky when a big rig and I 
had a tangle. And uh, but when it came out of uh, Kevin's shop, I thought this this car looks better than when I bought it because I bought it used. And he'd put new fenders on it, new hood, and uh, painted it. And I thought, ah, oh, just like coming off the showroom, baby. Looks so nice and made me so happy. So if you uh, are discouraged because your car got thumped or something broke on it and you need to have some parts replaced, maybe you're kind of restoring a car. Give them a call, 530-671-1057. And also want to mention, in fact, we're going to we're going to do a big remodel and I'm going to get in on it. It's going to be so fun. We're going to tear out the major bathrooms in this building out of the church. Glad tidings. And Dave Greenitz is leading the charge whose specialty is kitchens and baths. And this bathroom is 40 years old. It's so old that the men's urinals just rotted off inside the, the, the pipes just like. They said, we're done. So we're going to have to jackhammer up the concrete. We're just going to strip that whole thing out. And we're, we're going to do that, practice on the men's. And then we're going to go over and really get it on on the women's side and do a brand new deal. So I'm so thrilled to get to work with Dave and all his team. And Ted Holmes are going to be involved with the plumbing doctor. And we're going to make that thing so pretty and actually functional. So if you're thinking about getting your home redone and you think that's a lot of money to right fix up a kitchen or bath, there's a lot of parts in there to fix. You should at least check out Dave's operation and you can check that out just right there from the comfort of your own home. Or if you're sitting over having a coffee somewhere, you could look right on your phone and look up greenitzconstruction.com. That's green with ETZ on the end, construction.com. And he has before and after pictures, beautiful jobs he and his uh, subcontractors do. <laughs> and uh, you can also go to Facebook at Dave Greenitz Construction and check the same type of photos out. And uh, if you want to ask him a question, you could text him from there. Or if you want to dial him up or uh, text him old school, you could do that at 530-682-9602, 530 Besides doing a great job, the process of the remodeling is amazing because they actually do what they say they're going to do. They show up when they say they're going to show up. They quit when they're going to quit. When they say they're going to be done, they, they get it done. They keep your house clean while they work on it. They're considerate of the, the fact that you're trying to live there. And they're not, they're doing a lot of jobs at the same time because they have multiple crews, but they don't like leave you hanging. They start and then they finish. Isn't that cool? And you can actually get them on the phone. 6829602. You're liable to get the big dog answering the phone. So check it out. All right. So I'm going to go back to getting it on here we have uh, this segment and then we have another segment and um, I just want to see what I want to do here I was somewhere I think uh, hold on hold on almost there Did you know, did you hear about Bob Menendez? 
Bob Menendez was appointed to be initially appointed to be a senator, U.S. senator in New Jersey. And in 2018, he got himself in a pickle and he was accused of having sexual relations with underage girls. He was accused of taking bribes from a big time dental guy down in Florida. And they went to trial and they got to a hung jury. That's when they couldn't be unanimous, whether it's for or against him. Some were, were against him. Some were for him. So he continued on being a senator. He's a Cuban immigrant. But now I guess the FBI has busted him. I'm, I'm really fascinated with the whole case for a number of reasons. One is when they raided him, they found $100,000 in gold bricks, bars, bigger than a Hershey bar, thick, pretty, really pretty. Showed them, FBI showed them, just like they, it, it reminded me of them when they raided Mar-a-Lago, but they didn't find all this kind of stuff at Mar-a-Lago. So they went in and they, they just looked around, you know, like, like my house, like the, I don't have a safe, right? What I got, you see. And they, there were some gold bars laying around. There ain't no gold bars at my house, but they found like lots of gold bars, $100,000 in gold bars. And they found a brand new Mercedes and they found $500,000 in cash. Now I get it. I get it. You know what? He's got, he's got a story to tell. He's innocent until proven guilty. And he's saying, Hey, I've been in public service a long time. And, and when you're in public service, man, you make a lot of money. So he said, I don't trust the banks. Well, him and I are on the same page there. I don't trust the banks either. And I'm more nervous than ever. I'm always pulling cash out of the bank and keeping it around because I don't know when they're going to say, ain't going to be open for a while. Figure it out yourself, your own self. So Bob Menendez, but it's interesting, you know, some people, they put it in a can, put it under the bed. They put it in the ground. They put it in a safe, the cash. He had it stuffed in shirts and inside coat pockets. Isn't that odd? Just odd. I'm not saying he's guilty. I'm not wanting him to be ruined for life. I'm just saying that's amazing. You know what's why it's so amazing? Because they said that he took bribes from Egypt, the government of Egypt, and um, and he's been doing pay to play. In other words, they pay him, and he takes care of business for them and for other people as well. Well, that's not right, is it? But we know that. I, I, I'm, I'm having a hard time putting my finger on people that don't do that, that are in those positions now. One person is our president and his son. And we've been talking about that for years, even before he was president. And yet nothing is done. And there's some talk that President Biden threw Menendez under the bus because he's trying to take the heat off his son. Does that make any sense to you? It makes sense to me. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, Tom Cotton, the senator from, is he from Alabama or Arkansas? Former military guy. He had some good advice today. He said, why doesn't all the Democrat politicians who want to throw him out of office? This is interesting when your own party's after you so intently. It's the second time. I get it. They're looking bad. 
looking really bad because they walked in. It wasn't like Mar-a-Lago and they had to construct some stuff. They found like stacks of gold bars. Do you know anybody's got any gold bars? I don't know anybody's got gold bars. I'm talking about big old bars like a like a small brick. Only thing I got brick for is to walk on. These are like small bricks. Beautiful. You see pictures of them on the internet? Wow. Five hundred thousand dollars in cash? That'll get my attention. That's a few that's a few years' work for him if he's making hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year, hundred and sixty. Bob and his life, wife like to live the high life. But he's innocent till proven guilty. I'm for that. And so Tom Cotton said, I think the Democrat legislators and the senators ought to, ought to let the judicial process play out and decide whether he's guilty or innocent and stop all the trash talk. How about that? The problem is that nobody's doing that because they've been trying to destroy Donald Trump since the day he announced his run for president. Even people used to take his money and run with it like a lot of black charlatans, loser blacks like Sharpton and Jesse Jackson and the boys, the hustlers, legal hustlers. Once he ran for president, thought, oh, he's a bad, nasty dude. But man, before that, he was able to take photos with him and just held out his pockets really wide in case anything fell off him. So Bob Menendez and his wife are in a jam, and uh, so we'll see how it's going to turn out. Now, I've been wondering, I've been watching, you know, like we lost Aunt Jemima. I was heart sick over that, Uncle Ben. But then uh, Mr. T, Cousin T, now is putting out his own pancake deal, and he's black, so he just he just slipped in there. Nobody's complained about Cousin T because he's a Trump supporter. He's got his own face right on pancake have you had any cousin t's uh, pancake mix well the washington redskins which i always they never were very good the washington redskins they have had some good seasons but i always loved the redskins and i loved the photo or the the uh motto what do you call it uh their what goes on the side of their helmet i thought it was the coolest redskins and i was raised in marysville where we had the marysville indians and i liked the indians we had the same thing we had all kinds of indian mascots and we were playing a lot of uh indian dance music and uh so all of a sudden, not not uh, people of Indian heritage or what we might call Native American heritage or what we might call indigenous heritage, how, however many ways do you want me to say this to cover all the offended people? It wasn't the Native Americans that complained about the photo of the Indian on the side of the helmet. Of anything, any type of sport that America does besides maybe cage re- cage fighting football is probably one of the most warlike attacks you ever see so to pick indian names like you remember the cleveland indians the baseball team lots of people have used indian names not not to disparage the indians but to play upon the bravery and the 
heroic fighting spirit of the Indian people. And so it wasn't them that complained about the monogram or the emblem or everything. They changed their name. The white people that are pussies in the United States changed their name from the Redskins to the Commanders. Now, the Commanders, to me, I call them the Washington Condoms because Commander just has the smack of condoms to me, like Trojans, right? Trojan would be a good name for a football team, the Trojans. In fact, the USC is the Trojans, right? We call USC condoms. So I call them the Washington condoms. But did you know that there's a petition with 100,000 Native Americans signing it to go back to the Redskins? Because they liked it and they thought it honored their respectable history. The logo on the Redskins helmet is an, did you know it was an actual person? It just wasn't a rendering of some dude with the headdress on. It actually was an actual person by the name of Chief White Calf. Every time they go out on that field, according to the indigenous people, they were honoring an Indian chief in the United States of America called Chief White Calf. And they were battling on the football field with the same honor and integrity and courage as the warriors would be for our Native American friends. The the Native American folks say they should be able to continue to honor that. And so they are suing the NFL. I'm so happy for this. I don't like a team to be named the condoms. There's nothing exciting about are fighting about a condom. The condom is just something to eventually be disposed of. That's not a that's not a good name for a team. The Native American Guardian Association have filed a lawsuit against the Washington Condoms after the team allegedly made defamatory comments attacking the association's integrity. Naga not MAGA, Naga, Native American. Naga seeks $1.6 million in damages. I hope they get it. Included on the suit are the team owner Josh Harris, sales representative Matthew Lowe, and the National Congress of American Indians. These groups, Naga says, are working in concert to suppress and defame their organization which represents the true Native Americans, wherever they dwell. The logo on the Lurdskin's helmet is an actual, as they say, an actual person. And one of the leaders of the Native Americans, Chad Lavalia, he's represented Naga. He said they should continue to honor that tradition. I hope they they put that. I I think they got the coolest helmets in the NFL with that Indian on the side. So they're going to court and I'm thrilled about it. And I don't like that. I, I, I wish the best for, for Washington. I thought they were going to do better this year, but I, they got their butts kicked the other day. 
So this one guy says there have been over 100,000 signatures calling for the Washington organization to change their name back to the Redskins. I believe they said they are going to change the name, but it will never go back to the Redskins, this person said. Who knows? It just goes to show you that it wasn't black people that said, get rid of Aunt Jemima. She was a millionaire. Be like somebody saying, let's get rid of Oprah. It's racist to have her, you know, be such high profile. White people are making money off her. Or Uncle Ben over at Uncle Ben's Rice. Or, 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 or. Did you know... I always get a kick when the government makes laws and then they violate their own laws. So they got laws. They got this thing called SAMHSA. You know what SAMHSA is? Let me see if I can find it here. I never can remember what the terms are. It, everybody in the drug, uh, the drug rehab industry knows what SAMHSA is. It's called Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. It's called SAM, SAMHSA. That's where a lot of the money comes through to fund drug rehabs, right? So in their documents, let me see if I can find it. So a lot of the money comes from SAMHSA, from the federal government. It said SAMHSA sends terms and conditions language to all harm reduction grant recipients. Award funds shall not be used directly or indirectly to purchase or promote the use of drug paraphernalia, including pipes, pipettes, and safer smoking kits. We've talked about this before, about the Biden administration trying to save lives by giving safe smoking kits. Well, now they've learned down in Texas, as well as in New York, they've decided to distribute crack pipes for free in order to keep people from doing fentanyl. So if you'll just smoke crack, I know you, I know they smoke fentanyl. I don't know whether they can do it out of a crack pipe. I've never smoked stuff. I smoked weed and hash out of a pipe, but I never smoked narcotics out of a pipe. But they're they're wanting them, they're giving away free crack pipes. And today, the Biden administration was found out they, they're funding a group in Texas to the tune of $800,000, and they distribute crack pipes in El Paso. I guess in El Paso, a lot of people are getting high down there, and they were looking for some cheap pipes. They said, you know, we, they said, what can we do to help you? Can we get, get you into a rehab? Do you need a pair of socks? Do you need a sandwich? They said, dude, what I really need is a new crack pipe. All right, we're going to come right back. we got one more second. We've been guilt-tripped. We've been guilt-tripped about our past. You you don't have any responsibility for things that happened 400 years ago, and I don't think anyone should feel guilt because of the color of their skin. I think the reintroduction of racialized thinking into our societies is one of the worst things that we could do to ourselves. That's why I've been pushing back so strongly against it. I don't want my black friends to be 
treated differently because they're black and I don't want my white friends to be treated differently because they're white. And the fact that we now live in a society where it's become acceptable to say, oh, you're a white man or, or whatever. And that is somehow a dismissive thing that, that like that Im implies with it that you have some sort of lower value in the hierarchy of who's allowed to express an opinion or whatever. Mm. I think it's outrageous. Mm. I think it's disgusting and I think it needs to end. In the state of Florida. Okay, you're recognized. The gentleman's right. You are your record. And our record in this country right now is $33 trillion in debt facing $2 trillion annual deficits. We're in so much debt, we're driving up deficits so fast, we are devaluing American money so rapidly that in America today, you can't even bribe Democrat senators with cash alone. You need to bring gold bars to get the job done, just so that the bribes hold value. My friends, I am extremely in favor of this rule because this rule moves us onto single subject spending bills. And this is the only way to liberate this house and this country from the scourge of governing by continuing resolution and omnibus legislation. It is an insult to our governing authority to have the Senate lash Ukraine funding to the reauthorization of the FAA and, by the way, every other thing in government, the American people know that in our state legislatures throughout this land, there is a maturity and a seriousness to set a top line, balance budget number, and then appropriate to each of the agencies of government independently. And the fact that we don't do that is not a bug of the system, it's a feature of the system. And the one thing I agree with my Democrat colleagues on is that for the last eight months, this House has been poorly led. And we own that, and we have to do something about it. And you know what? My Democrat colleagues will have an opportunity to do something about that too. And we will see if they bail out our failed speaker. I yield back. I'm the, I'm the person who's doing the most on climate in terms of you know, the innovation and how we can square multiple goals. Now the constant climate doomsday talk is getting some pushback from Bill Gates, of all people. There's a lot of climate exaggeration, you know, that climate is not the end of the planet. So the planet's going to be fine. Uh, we're not going to completely reverse development. One crucial part is agriculture. And one thing you said you were particularly surprised by was how great a problem bovine flatulence is. Do you exactly. want to explain what that is and why it's a problem? Yeah, so the animals that can eat grass have very unusual stomachs that have these uh, bacteria that are methanogenic in there. And so they leak uh, natural gas, both out the front and the back. Uh, and so people have said, well, let's change the hay or throw some things in there. Uh, and it's been, nobody knows how to get rid of no one knows how to get cows to stop farting. Exactly. Our burping. Uh, <laughs> and so there is artificial meat, but that's at a very early stage. But that's another big source of greenhouse gas emission. So, you know, I'm just trying to make sure that the people who acknowledge the problem, which I think is fantastic, that they understand the breadth of innovation required before you can get anywhere near what we have to do, which is zero. We still care about children dying, honest. Uh... I had a property in Los Angeles and I had a neighbor and whenever he would knock on my wall, I knew he wanted me to turn my music down and that made me angry because I like loud music. So when he knocked on the wall, I'd mess with his head. I'd say, 
go around. I cannot open the wall. I don't know if you have a doorknob on the other side, but over here there's nothing. All right, what we're humming today. I, di I didn't know I was going to spend so much time on that Rockefeller thing, but I think it was important to do. I have a lot of other topics, but I'll just push them somewhere else if they stay relevant. But I wanted you to know about the history of Big Pharma and how that is our problem right now, not COVID. Okay, so... Uh, I'm just double checking if I'm checking off stuff I've done or haven't done. Another outfit today, Ted Holmes runs a number of companies. He runs runs the liftoff floor removal company. If you want to remove the floor from your business and put a new floor down, they can pop it up really fast for you. I've worked on a couple of those projects myself. They got machines that'll just scoop it up. And you don't have to hack on it, cut on it, beat on it. Just scoops it up, slices it right off. If you've got carpet or tile on the floor. and If you want to have a polished floor, they can even do that. They'll polish your floor like they have over at some of these big warehouses. It just shines. Concrete just pretty as can be. They can do all that. That It's called lift-off floor removal. And uh, But, the, but the, the thing I push here is the plumbing doctor. And so they're here in Yuba-Sutter counties, and you can reach them at 530-671-9111, 671-9111. They got some billboards out right now, I notice, that are saying, out of order. You ever seen those out of order? You ever gone into a bathroom and it says, out of order? You think, oh, I got to hold it. I don't know if I can do that. I need to find another, like at an airport or something. You you know where there's a bathroom. You like say, I got a corner on this bathroom. You get down there, out of order. <laughs> So it says out of order on the plumbing doctor billboard. And then it says, uh, same day service. It's a pretty good deal, right? It's pretty good. I, that's how I am. Like if I, if I want to get something like a coffee or something, I don't want to wait in line. I want to service now. Boom. Anyway, you can reach them at five, three, zero, six, seven, one, nine, one, 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 six, seven, one, nine, one, one, one is the plumbing doctor. And, uh, they have some dispatchers over there. I've met them. I like them. And they'll take care of you, and they're all fired up wanting to get somebody out taking care of your business and uh, fixing your toilet or your sink or your water line coming in or your sewer line going out. So things are working. You don't even have to think about it. You think, oh, I never thought about that till it doesn't work. It's like having a come-to-Jesus moment when something happens with the uh, with that. I want to mention there, uh, I don't know whether it's, maybe it was already this week. I, I realized a couple things over the weekend. I mentioned this school 
if you need to move your kids out of school, which everybody should be moving their kids out of school, it's like uh, there's nothing positive there, I'll tell you that, unless you just have memories of you want them to go to the same school you did. The problem is it isn't the same school you attended. So I've been pushing Embassy Private Educational Center because I know the people running it, and they started it during COVID when the school system said, we don't want to teach. We're going to take a couple of years off. We're going to blame it on stupid. Like, and uh, we're going to be- blame it on the common cold called COVID. So some teachers and students got together and fired up a, their own school called Embassy Private Educational Center, EPIC, E-P-E-C. We tried to, I tried to help them find a place around town here, Yuba Sutter counties, but I just could, we couldn't find a spot. So they ended up jamming it in out at the, the campus at Church of Glad Tidings at 1179 Eager Road. That's in North Yuba City or just kind of like halfway or a third of the way to uh, from Yuba City to Live Oak on Highway 99. Really easy to get to. You can get from the mall. You know the mall that they fixed up so nice down there with all those palm trees and signage? You can get from that corner to Embassy Private Educational Center in three minutes. I've driven it many times. I'm a professional at it. Three minutes from the mall corner where Panera Bread is to the uh, the uh, off-ramp at Eager Road Embassy Private Educational Center. And the kids out there love it because it's like a paradise out there. It isn't like a sidewalk jungle or a blackboard jungle or something with glass and crap and graffiti and nonsense, right? Where they're going to get run over out there. It's a beautiful setting. They set it up out there and, uh, they're doing K through 12 and they added a preschool. So, uh, you can, you can hook up with them out there and they are taking, they they'll take people year around, but they just got started out there and their school runs Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then Fridays is when the, uh, Arrow Education operates. And I'm going to give you some information. And, and they changed up their days on uh, when they did all this. Over the, over, you know, they had a break on the summer. So they rediscussed what's best. And so Arrow Education is coming in. That's, that's a collaborative of parents from throughout the area. Neither school uh, is driven by... Uh, people having to go to the church there at glad tidings it's just where it's hosted so embassy private educational center you just need to go to if you go to the church of glad tidings web, website that's how i always go and uh then you can just put your cursor over ministries and a drop down of about 15 things happens and you can just go down and click on embassy private educational center and it will tell you all about it the costs how to get involved, how to sign up, how to call, you know, where to call. Let me let me give you a phone number. I think I have a phone number right here. You can also go, I think it's on the front of the freedomco.net uh, website as well, all the, the information. Here's a phone number for Epic. It's 530-671-3171, 530-671-3171, and then extension 501, that's... Um, that's their number. You could also email them at epic, E-P-E-C, at churchofgladtidings.com. And uh, anyway, you go online, you can 
learn all about what they're up to from junior junction preschool on up to uh, how they operate and how to get involved, how to sign up. And uh, so it's out on 1179 Eager Road, the, the Church of Glad Tidings campus. So the other thing I wanted you to know about is aero education. If you're a, a person who says, you know, we can't afford to pay to go to a private school, but we want a homeschool, we want to try it, but I've never done that before. It, it seems like overwhelming to me. I want to try to make it just whelming to you, not underwhelming, not overwhelming. I just want to whelm you. And I, I'm confident that many of you, if not all of you, could do it if you give it a shot. So Arrow Education is a collaborative of parents in the Yuba Sutter area, maybe out farther than that, that get together. They can get together anytime they want on their own or by phone if they need any information on curriculum or how-tos or field field uh, trips or whatever. They're all learning from one another, and it's you end up with the best practices model. So uh, Arrow Education uh, was created during COVID 2020 to get kids out of the house in spite of Dr. Lou, who said, you can't leave the house. So we said, no, yes, we can. And we're going to all have you come out here. We're going to have some fun. We're going to have food. We're going to like hug each other, touch each other, wrestle each other, play sports and have normal life. That's what, that's that was the birth of arrow education. And, um, the people who started it moved, moved out of state after the COVID got about over, they said, we're done here. And they moved, sold all their properties and just said, we're out of here. So uh, others have taken over and it's uh, Arrow stands for activating, righteous, respectful, overcoming warriors. I like that. And I like their logo. It's like AE with the arrow shooting through it on fire. It's really cool, a logo, but it doesn't cost um, a lot of money and it's just people working together. And they have teachers come in and give some lectures on, on Friday. And then they play some sports. They have food together. They have a great time. But in the meantime, you meet all these parents that are doing homeschool. And you wonder, oh, I need a good math curriculum or I need a tutor or this. And they know all the answers. So uh, let me see if if uh, I can pull up a contact for Arrow Education. And it says email us at... The one word altogether, arrow education at protonmail.com. Simple. Just shoot a little email and said, hey, I'm so-and-so, and, and uh, how do I get involved? Help me out. Call me up. Put your phone number in there. Arrow education at protonmail.com, uh, protonmail.com. The other thing I want to uh, uh, clue you in on is freedomco.net. We created this during covid as a, as a reaction to the lies from the Yuba Sutter government, the Yuba Sutter Health Department. And now uh, it's a it's like a news magazine, and, and there's new things being posted every single day almost, and really cool stuff, stuff that you're just not going to run into in your regular platform. So it talks about on the top, important awareness message, emergency broadcast system, uh, for October 4th, there's a couple of videos there. There are a couple of minute videos that you need to look. Talks about 5G activated zombie apocalypse. You think, oh, you guys are full of it. 
I think you're full of it. You just don't know it yet. And it talks about the bills that uh, were before uh, Gavin Newsom, AB665, AB957, AB1078. Uh, oh, did oh, oh I, I don't know whether I can find that quickly. Then it talks about, I talked to you, uh, it, t- it says David Martin, Dr. David Martin, time to destroy the World Health Organization. He said, we did not have a pandemic. We had genocide, a Pfizer $100 billion uh, is $100 billion richer. Dr. David Martin, one of the smarter guys in the United States, um, SB 14 was passed. Finally, it classified human trafficking as a serious felony in California. That was no easy deal. Uh, there's also a petition you can sign up for. You can help pass a California voter ID, ID law. You can do it right online. You can click on the red icon here, and you can go to help start a voter ID law. We need a voter ID law in California where people that are not citizens cannot vote, people that don't live in California cannot vote, and you have to prove who you are. you got to have some form of identification. There's lots of great uh, articles here, and... Uh, I'm just looking for. Did you know one of these? One of these. Uh, let me see if I can. The print is really small in this. Uh, there's also. You got to go to the. You just got to go. I don't have time to go over all these things, but I'm looking for that. So he. He passed a bill, and I'm not sure where I have it listed, that allows lesbians and homosexuals. You know how the law says that if you're an adult, you cannot have sexual relations with a teen or an even younger child, right? They have different strengths of rules for these different uh, ages of kids, right? It's not just one size fits all. And so uh, there was a bill that said, if you're fighting over the custody of your kids, say you're divorced and you're, uh, you're having a tussle with your ex, over the kids and the, and the, the ex says, Hey, uh, Johnny is really Joni and I'm going to support her being him being Joni. And you say, as a husband, you say, ain't, they ain't going to happen. The court can actually remove you from the equation. That's what that one bill said. And Gavin Newsom, uh, vetoed that and everybody was all happy. But then there's another bill that was passed, and I believe it became law, that says that an adult and a child can have sex together if they're of the same gender. Does that seem screwy to you? I'm telling you what, uh, I'm just, uh, it's just blowing my mind, the whole thing. And I can't see that I have it listed, but I know I, I have it in my paperwork somewhere here today. And uh, 
that's just that's ridiculous is what's going on here so uh anyway i wanted to mention that to you that that there's a there's a number of perverts that are serving in the senate of the state of california and the house the uh, assembly they're actual perverts and they actually go, get naked out in the streets when the uh, Pride Day, the LGBT, XYZ, MOP, when that day comes along, they get naked. Uh, and they're, they're like representatives. So uh, anyway, I'm just kind of glancing down here because I wanted to explain. The Scott Weiner has been the big proponent for everything queer. And he 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 uh, he's full on bona fide. You don't have to look far to say that boy is goofy. And old Scott, he needs some help. And uh, so here, I think it maybe it's in, it's under this. Here we go, right here. Thank you, Jesus. So California governor he stepped in to push this sex trafficking bill, making sex sex trafficking or child trafficking, human trafficking. A felony, a serious felony, which means you could get a three, you can get a strike. And everybody was thrilled. And he also he he supported that, but he also uh, he rejected the idea that you could lose your your parental rights over this gender issue. But so, here's something to think about. He signed SB 14, which is a child trafficking becoming a serious felony. But he also signed Senator Scott Weiner's Senate Bill 145 in 2020. You may have missed this. Or you may have, it may came to pass in your brain. It lowered the penalties for adults. Listen closely here. It lowered the penalty for adults who have sex with same-sex minors. That means an older guy and a, and a juvenile guy. Or an older lady and a juvenile girl. It lowered the penalty. It made it a very minor, minor uh, offense. Think about that. He signed a bill to protect sex offenders who have homosexual sex with minors. Made it a no-brainer. Took all the nastiness out of it. The bill, in more detail, allows a 24-year-old to have sex with a 14-year-old. In other words, a boy, a man, 24, having sex with a boy, 14, or a lady, 24, having sex with a girl, 14, and escape a felony conviction. In other words, it's just a misdemeanor. It's slap on the wrist, stealing a Hershey's, right? And... They will not have to be required to sign up as a sex offender. That passed. That's law in California. If you have children, uh, that takes the sting out of getting arrested for uh, having sex. If they they didn't they didn't cut any slack, they didn't give any benefits for if you're a guy having sex with a young girl. Or a girl having sex with a very young boy, a woman, an adult having sex with a young child of the opposite sex. That's, that's still going to have penalties. But it's now favoring homosexual 
perversion. Did you know that? I bet a lot of you didn't know that. Well, I want to give a shout, shout out to Senator Shannon Grove, former military lady. And uh, just give her an girl that she fought the good fight. Also want to mention uh, they're now finding vaccines, chemicals in breast milk uh, after women have taken the jab after they had a baby. So just let you ladies know that uh, I wouldn't put, I don't know what to do. Maybe you can make your own formula. I would not buy formula. It's garbage. Like I say, it's like a chocolate milk and a, a chocolate cake in a can. All right, I'm done here. I'm out of time. It says land the plane, so I'm going to do it. Thanks for listening to No Hostages Radio, and we'll see you next week, Lord willing. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see skies are blue and clouds of white, the bright blessed day and the dark sacred night. And I think to myself,